Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Rosa Mendez, and I'm here at the number one Long Island broadcast, Monty Ferro. I have the best time ever. Hey, listen, Daddy. You're listening to the number one broadcast, Monty and Ferro, Daddy, in Long Island. The best pro wrestling broadcast of all time, I think. Jimmy, I got to tell you, man, it feels good to be back on YouTube. It was uh, quite disappointing what happened to us, but we bounced back pretty fairly quickly. Well, what else would we do? We're almost at 5,000 subscribers. Well, speaking of that, man, we need more members. Okay. What do you think we need to do to get the people of those 5,000 subscribers to come on and and join the team as a Monty Nefaro member? Nudity is out of the question. Any other ideas? (laughs) I don't know, man. I, I don't know. But what I, I do have a few ideas. Well, just like Prell, they should tell two friends, and they can tell two friends, and so on and so on. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Check out all our content. But that's, you know what? That's why you're, you're the star of the show, because guess what? Members get special content. Even we spoke about it. Farrell came to me one day, and he goes, man, what's the deal? I can't even watch some of these videos because I'm not a member. And I said, there you go, Farrell. You got to be a member because this is what the members get. They get free content Nice. none of the other fans that watch this show get. That's right. You get free autographs from some of these wonderful stars that come in, right? Nice. All you do is you go to the MNP webpage, or, right, our own page, yeah. and shoot us an email and say, hey, man, I want a picture of... Tommy Rich, I want a picture of whatever. And boy, that's on its way. We give them their choice. That's right. We rock. We do rock. You need to rock, too. Join. All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast Monty Nefaro, only seen hey, here out of it. Indie no, Music TV. It's chaos, bro. What are you doing? I tried to do the one thing, and the good fucking wine got in the way. Well, put it back up. Oh, God You've got to promote our It's uh, empty. Thing. What good is it now? Oh, my God. At the board, Jared, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I still can't see Pretty it. good, right? We were discussing about adoption before we went oh, on air with got, our guest. What are you doing? Farrow right. just revealed that he was FedEx to his parents. I was. I was <laughs> sent in a box. I was sent in a, in a, in a sealed box. You know, the That's thing is, I don't, I don't even know if everybody out there even knows that you're adopted. That's, that, you mentioned that before, though, I think, right? I'm not, revealing, I'm not revealing anything. Like you right? would care? No, I would. No, you weren't. I don't want to know. Be I don't like, want to reveal if you, if you don't want anyone to know. About you in public. No, it's, it, no, it's serious. If you were adopted, I would feel bad. Not feel bad that you were adopted, that you didn't want <laughs> You know, me the to hole's tell. getting deeper, Mike. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. You know what they did when the box came up here? They put it in the hole you dug and threw it in. 
You jerk. Oh, my God. Honey, he's here. Yeah. (laughs) Wrestling. (laughs) Unbelievable. Wow. I'm embarrassed. Anyway, go ahead. Think they had a return to sender uh, slip they could Boy, have put when on? they kicked when the second kid showed up, they were like, This is, we wanted a girl. Throop. Right back into the box. Wow. Well, yeah, well. All right, you know, well, listen. Hey, shit happens. No, anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it Jack clean. Nicholson's friends. Jack Nicholson's friends are afraid wow. that he'll die alone at the tragic death. What? We've known for some time now that Jack Nicholson's health has been waning. The iconic actor hasn't been seen in public for well over a year from reports suggested he's suffering from dementia. Well, you know what they say? All play and no work makes Jack a dull boy. What is your favorite Nicholson movie? Shining. Really? Yeah. Over One Flew Over Cuckoo's Nest? Yes. Over The Departed? Yes. Over Batman? Yes. Wow. The Shining is Jack's masterpiece. What do you What do you love about The Shining so much? Everything about it. it not just Jack's portrayal of it, which was absolutely one in a million. You, I, there's, it is one of the most unusual horror portrayals you will ever see. You're a horror guy, though. I'm a, I am a horror guy. And don't forget, my favorite director ever, Stanley Kubrick, did The Shining. The man responsible for Full Metal Jacket. The man responsible for A Clockwork Orange. Stanley Kubrick's films are like a beautiful painting. Jack Nicholson's performance was all Jack. It was just such a great performance. I also loved... Shelley Duvall does not get enough credit for her performance in that film. She is fantastic. She she translates fear superbly. A mess didn't like The Shining, the book or the movie. Well, to, a mess it was a mess. John says his best friend was adopted. So you're in good company. His best friend was adopted. You're not alone. He didn't get put in a box, did he? <laughs> Listen. Get sent in the mail from Florida. Um. Oy. Nicholson is probably to me. It's one of the great. Do you think? Do you think he has a great? You know, it's weird. I was thinking, does he have a good range in acting? Like he, I was, I was, I was okay. talking to somebody about acting, mm-hmm. and you got great actors, but they're really just like mm-hmm. one trick pony type of guys. Okay, well, Jack Nicholson is what what Clint Eastwood is. Clint Eastwood's always the same too, isn't he? Fair. In every movie. Yes. He's basically the same. Clint Eastwood dude in every single movie. It could be a Western. It could be Gran Torino. It can be whatever Does that it make is. him a bad actor, no. okay actor, or a great actor? It makes him a great actor because it doesn't matter that he's not all these different sorts of things. He's a great actor. He plays it great. The end. Great is great. Does it really matter? Interesting. I don't think it matters that much. Great is great, you know, and Jack Nicholson is great. Fair enough. Judge in Trump's oh, here we go here we go oh, man why are you... Judge in Trump's criminal case has received dozens of threats police for, uh, sources say a judge overseeing the criminal case against former president Donald Trump mm-hmm. has received dozens of threats in recent days mm-hmm. ABC has reported okay news thoughts on that okay well this is probably going to tick off some people but anybody that's threatening this judge is a jerk. Right. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? Are you, what are you, psychotic? I, I think it's pathetic. And uh, no matter what the judge's track record is, uh, you know, against uh, former President Trump, um, this, is the, this is stupid. Don't they realize that doing this, this sort of thing just feeds into the ammunition that the other side wants anyway? You're stupid. What are you doing? That's dumb. It's very dumb. Tavio back in the house. Tavio. Well, that's a good comment, man. You shouldn't I'm, be I'm, threatening people's lives. Yeah, what are we doing here? Come on. Come I on. don't know. It's just ridiculous. May 5th. Yeah. Marty Janetti. Oh, boy. On asking anything. Wait a minute. Look at this. What? Marty, we're on air. What's going on? Hey. What? All right, please don't. I have a guest that's coming on shortly. Yeah, I've already made the mistake twice. And Marty, it couldn't have it couldn't have been more perfect. I was just announcing that you're appearing here on Monty Nefaro on May fifth, and we're doing something called Ask Marty Anything. What? All right, but it, May fifth, Ask Marty Anything. Our our fans will have the entire show. 
They're they're scheduling video time. Uh, okay, but you're saying it to me so I can show everybody. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and we'll drink some wine together. All right, but Mike, listen, no cursing on today's show. Yeah, please. keep it clean, will you, Marty? <laughs> he sounds disappointed. And by the way, that's Jimmy. You asked how he was doing. He's doing fine. Hey, Marty. What's up, Marty? How you doing, brother? Well, you never answered the phone, so I disconnected my phone and I got a new number. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, Marty, before I let you go, can you tell the fans how excited you are to have them ask Marty anything? Yes. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, you want me to do it right now? Yeah, please. Go ahead. Well, with that, with that, Marty, I will give you a call tomorrow. I love you, brother, and I can't wait to see you. All right, goodbye. Love you. Bye. Bye. The great Marty Gennetti, everybody, and that was impromptu. I had no idea he was calling. But, shockingly enough, Marty is here on May 5th on Ask Marty Anything. Like I told you, write the Monty and the Pharaoh webpage. There's only limited time, right? Because uh, people that sign up, you get to ask one question. We're doing it in 10-minute interview intervals. Marty will be sitting here at the desk. Pretty fancy. Right, Jared? We can make, we've worked that out before, right? Where they sign on, they ask a question, you have a little talk with Marty, and it's great uh, entertainment for the fans. Also, yeah, we'll May 5th, we've got Val Venus and Eugene uh, in studio, and Marty... We'll be interviewing Val Venus and Eugene with us from the table. How do you like that? So you, Marty's here for two interviews. You expect Marty to conduct a cohesive, coherent interview. I don't. So that's why you're doing but it. But we will be genius. Drink, we will be drinking wine. That's genius. We'll be drinking wine. Yeah, this, this we'll be drinking this one. Wait, I drank this one. We need more. Also, May 5th, guys, we've got a full plate on May 5th. It's an all-day and all-night deal. Jared's got his uh, vitamins. He's ready to go. His vitamins? Manny Fernandez will be in house. I cannot wait to right. interview Manny Fernandez. Right. It's his I've first already, time on Monte And I've Farrell. already called my guy, so me and Tommy Rich would be stoking up. And Tommy Rich. <laughs> May 13th at 9 a.m., we've got the daughter of Roddy Piper, Teal Piper, in house. Cool. Very, very cool. excited That's for that. Very cool. Right? And May 21st. Jared will be away, and he's very upset because we've got Jack Victory in house, and then former NXT star Myla Moore. Uh, Jared, you definitely uh, have made a mistake. That Jared, I really feel bad. Keep it because keep, this yeah. is a family show. Keep you it still got time. That's all I'm trying to say because you don't. Dude, look at the picture you're putting up. Did you put it up? Did the audience see it already? Yeah, they saw it. All right. You're not going to see it. You uh, yeah, up. I'm going to have to reschedule. Yeah, you, you might have to. <laughs> to the right is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Oh. Jimmy, hi. along with his partner, Bart Griggs, make up the band to Wisteria Hall. Wisteria Hall sings such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes a Rain. Uh, and they also sing the theme song for Monty and the Farrow, Riding High. You can find Wisteria Hall's music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Please hit the like and subscribe. Mm-hmm. And since you're going to do that, go to the Monty Nefaro page and hit the like and sub- subscribe. And and become a member and, and get involved in all our good perks. Yes, absolutely. What are some of those perks, Jimmy? Well, you know better than I do. There's a whole bunch of autographs they could choose from. What else do we have besides T-shirts. Your- T-shirts. Right. right, uh, right. Masks. COVID right. mask. Pharaoh's original adoption box. And is most on there. recently, we got a shipment in. Really? I thought you put it on there. 1995. Is it signed? I haven't signed it. You want me to jack up the value? I'll sign it. Absolutely. Okay. So, Pharaoh's first. But maybe we'll do that May 5th. We'll give away Pharaoh's adoption box signed by <laughs> what Jimmy Pharaoh. Oh, Not a bad idea. Unbelievable. This, if you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty DeFaro. Catch us on the Monty DeFaro YouTube page, Monty DeFaro Facebook Live page. 
Hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro Twitch TV page. And if you're lucky enough to live in New York, you can catch this show with our guest, who we'll announce shortly, mm-hmm. on Channel 115 every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. and Saturday at 11.30 a.m. and Channel 20 at Tuesday at 7 p.m. Also, please download the new app, Intuitive. It's right there. I-N-T-I-T-I-V. I-N-T-I-V. You said I-N-T. Oh, there you I-N-T-I-V-E. Right? Where you got documentaries. you never get through that. You've got movies. You've got Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast on it. flagship Guys, the app is free. Download it. The Intuitive Network. It is well worth it. We'll be right back. Which I'm very excited for a very special human being, uh, amazing person. You're going to love her story, Maggie Messina. We shall return in a moment, sir. Ah, Manscape. Uh huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven, Manscaped. What are you thinking about Manscaped, dude? Love, love it. it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What don't I use it for? Put it this way. <laughs> the only hair I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. That is it. That's all, that's all I have. And that's all I want. That's the so pick. Manscaped there, is you, a must. We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse than just hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman, hair on a man, it's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it. You're doing a deed. Yes. <laughs> Again, I don't want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this, but if you're going to oh, go do I a know deed it. on a woman, I know would you rather have her be... Hairless or a little hair, racing stripe or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush. <laughs> racing well, stripe. Retro bush is out. Yes, thank you. Retro bush is out. Yeah. Um, I don't mind a small, well manicured landing strip. <laughs> Every now and then, if it's completely, and I'm talking like baby's ass bald, mm. then I, I start, where is that pedophilia line? You that know, I'm, that I'm, I don't, I don't wow. want to wander into that. That's very interesting. Like that. I never thought about wow. that. You're a smart dude. Holy shit. So if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly, you're cool with that. If the landing strip is, has, like I said, well manicured, yeah, you yeah. can see both sides. It's not. Like blinking lights on both sides I, of that landing? I just don't, I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that gotcha. as well. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, look but, what you found. Ooh. I got to be all honest gotcha. though. Hey. The, ah. <laughs> the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh, I as, found it. Have, I found have it. Have you ever gone down there and like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? Then what is retro? Just Absolutely. Retro? You're like whoa. Wow. Yeah, like I'm 46, like it pops out. Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, tr- I muster through. I muster up the courage. Yeah, it's a trooper. Yeah. He's a trooper. <laughs> Gotta give him an yeah, wow. Not all not all heroes wear capes. Yeah, I, there you no, go. I hear you. Uh, <laughs> listen, can't, I couldn't. I couldn't Super say. Bush. I couldn't say. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven does, Manscaped could help you. Absolutely. The weed whacker. Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the weed whacker for a little while. Yeah, I think you're a retro guy, aren't you? I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. With that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with this wrestling icon, Maven. We will see you in a dropkick second. A dropkick second. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. Welcoming, welcoming our guest, Miss Maggie Messino. Maggie, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Good to be here. All right, glad to have you. So, Maggie, so the fans kind of know who are you, kind of gave Farrell a little breakdown, a little bio of you, and then we're going to hit you with some questions. Because, uh, you know, you are, you know, reading this bio and being from Long Island and you coming from New York, Queens, it's still Long Island, right? You have quite the resume, so it's pretty impressive. And then the question is to the fans, how does this tie into wrestling? Where they're going to find out, right? So go ahead, Farrow. You got me reading the introduction? Absolutely. I, never, I, don't, I barely know how to read. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. All right. And it says here, well, Farrow is going to give that introduction. So here we go, folks. 
Well, Maggie is among the first generation of women to own and operate a martial arts school. Master Maggie founded Tai Cole Taekwondo and Fitness Inc. in 1996. And Tai Cole has been in operation continuously since then. Tai Cole is now one of the most successful martial arts schools in New York State. In addition to serving tens of thousands of individuals over the years, Tyco also serves dozens of private and public schools in Nassau County, New York, as well as the Boy and Girl Scouts, Girls Inc., and many other nonprofit organizations. Maggie is a world-class martial artist and has won numerous gold medals for the United States of America. She's been teaching martial arts for over 35 years. Is currently a seventh de- a seventh degree. That's right. You better back off. <laughs> and holds a seat as a regional director for numerous martial arts organizations. Nice. Master Maggie grew up in an abject poverty situation and transformed the challenges of her childhood circumstances into fuel for her adulthood successes. She feels a strong drive to pass along lessons of empowerment to help women and children rise from similar life situations to achieve lives that they thought that they could only dream of. Folks, this is Maggie Messina. Nice. Well done, Farrell. Thank you. Very done. So, (laughs) Maggie, an entrepreneur on Long Island, a successful one on top of that, how does this even happen? Uh, Perseverance. Um, Yeah, don't give up. You just uh, find your fuel and you keep going. Do Do you find it, and uh, do you find it more difficult being a woman in this type of business world? Is it, Is there much more uh, bigger hurdles to jump over? Absolutely. Uh, things have gotten a lot better in the coming years, but in the very beginning, it was very hard. Um, very few women even practiced, and when we did, we uh, were not as welcome on the mat. And so there was constant hurdles put in front of us. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in, with big brothers. So my big brother was always challenging my, uh, you know, my, my ability to fight and, and, you know, stand up for myself. And uh, so I wasn't giving up. And, um, you know, when I started the martial arts, uh, it, I, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the lifestyle. I fell in love with how when I stepped onto the mat, the rest of the world just kind of disappeared. And it was just me on the mat and uh, what I wanted to achieve. And um, I just kept going with it. And, uh, yeah, I had even when I had opened up my business in, in Albertson, uh, I've had people come in. I've had men from other organizations come into my school and explain to me why I need them to teach for me. And meaning that I'm a woman and I, uh, I don't know how to teach. And, uh, you know, at first it was intimidating. And, um, you know, I, you know, as time went on and this had happened, you know, I had gotten to a point where I, it started to make me angry because there, it was very disrespectful. And um, so with a few choice words, I asked them to leave and um, not come back. And uh, it, it happened one too many times, and it shouldn't happen. I mean, uh, this is my, my home. This is mine. And uh, people just should not feel as if it's okay to do, do something like that just because of myself being a woman in the business. I mean, things are a lot better now. I, um, I'd like to think that I've helped some of those challenges for others, for other women. I, I like to empower women and let them know, hey, we can do this. Uh, if you have a passion, go for the dream and just keep going and don't let anyone else put you in a box and tell you that you can't. And if they do, and when they do, just use that as your fuel to do it anyway. Does um, it still happen? Uh, yeah, it still happens. Um, I would hope not as much as not the old as days. much. I, I think after a while, when you have your, when you earn your respect, uh, people know to stay away. But um, I have to admit, things have gotten a lot better. Good. Uh, they should by now. And I've, I finally came to the realization that, you know, for a long time, I always felt like I needed a man on the mat in order for my business to be legit. I, you know, within the past couple of years, I've come to, to really realize that I don't need a man on the mat. 
Uh, I can do I can do just as good a job, and people are very welcoming. And uh, I have plenty of men that come to my school. I have plenty of males, and uh, you know, martial arts today is a very large uh, children's population. And I've always made it where I edu- I've further educated myself uh, in school, and uh, so I can build my knowledge. Knowledge is power and to make myself more uh, marketable as well. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my business, I, I think my best years are my past two years in business. Would you think that, you might think this is ridiculous, but I, I kind of Oh, coming out ridiculous. of you? No, of course not. Go ahead. With the uh, return of Cobra Kai <laughs> to Netflix, <laughs> yes. was there an increase in business because of that show? I will tell. I, I bet think you there was. I think yeah. so. I, I bet yeah, you there that, was. There's an impact, absolutely. That's cool. I mean, Cobra Kai is based on the martial arts schools, right? Of course. All of that is from what really happens, and you know, it's funny is because. My so you're saying it's realistic? I, it, it happens. That's I mean, cool. some of it's that's pretty you know, cool. But like it, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, this. Yeah, where do you think too. they get the stuff from? Yeah. I mean. The world is full of a lot of different types of people. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, sometimes something in the in, in the training area will happen, and one of my instructors will say, "Oh my God, I saw that on Cobra Kai," <laughs> and it's kind of funny, but it, it's That's true, great. you know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think sometimes they take the acting a little bit, you know, to the next level. But um, I mean, these are real life situations, you know, when you go into a tournament, and uh, you know, you got that parent yelling from the stands, and you know, just like in soccer or anything else. I mean, yeah, it happens. Um, I think, you know, and the kids love that show. Like, they loved Karate Kid and everything else. Um, yeah, and hey, you know what? If they love it, you know, it, 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 it you know, helps wake something up in them where, you know, they'll, they want to do martial arts, more power. It's, yeah. 30, it's 35 years ago, but when you first started martial arts... I'm sure there was someone you wanted to be like or pattern yourself. Was it was it Bruce Lee? Was it Chuck Norris? Please don't tell me it was Ralph Macchio. No, it definitely wasn't Ralph. Okay. <laughs> I can't say there was anyone that I wanted to be like other than my other than myself. I wanted to just be the best version of myself. Okay. And I wanted to do it different. I wanted to be I wanted to be really good as far as a martial artist, but I want to be a really good person. So I've always been uh, the type of person where I'll take the bad and put it to bed that um, I don't feel works. And I take the good and try to, you know, you know, just keep it on that, that, that level. Can you give me a percentage? How much of martial arts is mental and how much is physical? You know what? It's all mental. But, you know, I I feel everything comes from our mental state. Really? Uh, okay. You know, we can push our bodies. I've pushed my body to to a point where uh, beyond. And if I didn't have a strong mind, that I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have the capability of doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our minds, you know, we can train our bodies. Uh, sure. Your body about it's about being healthy and uh, training and making sure that you're also getting the right type of treatment for your body you know, uh, physical therapy and, and okay. acupuncture and all those treatments that you need to, to get, to get well. Um, you know, we do, you know, ec- extreme training, it damages your body. I mean, it's like anything else, any other athlete. So me showing up with my bag of Doritos and my no filtered <laughs> cigarettes, I'm probably not going to have a very good you know, first session. I, I will tell you this. I mean, you won't get through class as well as most. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> you're, I would. You're going to be huffing and puffing I, I and you're be. just going to feel like crap. But, yep. you know, the more you do it, and I feel the more, when I have people that come in that are smokers, and mm-hmm. you know they're not very healthy, they don't eat well. Mm-hmm. And once they start to feel and see what it's doing Progress, to them, right? Opposed to others in the class, okay, it's a wake up call. Okay, okay. and uh, you know ho- most of them do wake up and uh, yeah. want to live a healthier life style, and you know that's that's really what it's about. It's about the betterment of the person. How much joy do you get out of working with the uh, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts? Because I love the fact that you do this. Yes. Um, you know, I did do a trip with them, actually, to New Mexico years ago. Okay. With, the, with kids that are were getting ready to do their Eagle Scout. And prior to that, you know, I had my opinions, you know, of uh, these clubs and some of the things that go on. 
And, um, you know, I came to the realization is if you're going to have your child in a club, you, you need to stay close, mm. you know, for their protection and their safety. But th what they, the skills that they, they teach these boys and girls are incredible. I mean, it, it's life-changing skills that they, they can survive, you know, if there was yeah. any type of catastrophic yeah, God forbid. something yeah. in the world. I mean, these boys and girls, they can survive mm -hmm. on the land. And uh, not only that, it's just really good skill building, their confidence, and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, I know the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, sometimes they get a bad rap for reputation, like like any of the other organizations that have any type of reputation. But, you know, it's the people. It's the people. And the, the troop that I was involved with that my students today still aren't a part of, it's a good troop, you know, and they really do right by the children. Who so. was your teacher in the early days? Is there someone that you think back on fondly as, you know, your mentor? My, my, I would like to think of um, my, my great grandmaster, um, Sichong Kong. He, he was the father of the son that taught me, but it was his love for the, and his passion for the art, the way he loved it, that really sat with me. And monetary means never really meant anything for him. It was just solely for the love. And he definitely had a big impact on me. Uh, you know, he, later on, as he got older, his son, uh, Grandmaster Tyson Kong, he was my teacher and still is today. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and um, when you fall in love with something or you find that passion that unfortunately few people in this world find, it is the best way you can live your life. Yeah. Because you wake up, I wake up every day. I never feel like I'm going to work. I lo absolutely love what I do. That's priceless. It is priceless. It is. And the impact that you can make on people's lives mm -hmm. is, is, is awesome. So, you wow. know, I, I love working with the kids, you know, planting the little seeds and, um, you know, watching them come back in 10, 20 years and just say, hey, you know what? You were the best part of my childhood. How were you affected by the pandemic? Greatly. We were great. I was I greatly so. affected. Uh, yeah. They closed us down. We weren't allowed to operate. Mm. We did everything on Zoom, and we were live within two two days, which was a lot faster than most. Uh, we saw it coming, and um, we, you know, I made sure that the, we put a game plan together and jumped on it prior. Right. So we didn't wait. Right. And um, but I had half my students that couldn't pay to come, so a majority right. of them were coming for free. Still, mm. uh, we had the online and. Um, you know, I had to have more people working. I still paid my staff their salary. They still got their benefits. Um, you know, I put them before myself, uh, which is what an entrepreneur does. Uh, I wouldn't have done anything different, uh, but it was really tough. You know, and the government gave us a little bit of money. Okay. But it was, it's not enough, yeah. you know, and it will never equal our loss. Right, mm. right. But, uh, you know, I just continued to put one foot in front of the other, and I like I said, when you love what you do and that's your passion, there you, go. you know, it, it's, you, you, I got to a point where I said to myself, you know what, I can only fix what I can fix. I, I only have what I have. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to continue to be a good person and be who I am and it'll, it'll fall into play. And it pretty much has. So people remember what you did and what you didn't do during the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, 60% of martial arts schools in New York State shut down. Mm -hmm. 60%. That's a That's lot. a large number. That is. You know what's really scary? Davio out there says Daniel LaRusso beat Lamar Luttrell from Revenge of the Nerds in the semifinals to get to the finals of the uh, the tournament in Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> That people Leave even to that, pe to that people to even know this information. Uh, yeah. By the way, I forgot that Lamar Luttrell from Revenge of right. the Nerds was in karate. Right. What is the best karate movie ever made? What is the best karate movie ever made, in your opinion? I've got mine. I mean, the Karate Kid was really good. I mean, it was uh, you know, it had a good story behind it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a Bruce Lee fan myself, yeah. but. I'm going with the last dragon. That's my favorite. The last karate. dragon, yes. That yes. is my favorite. Enter Actually, yeah, I was just with him this no, Don the last Wilson. Dragon. Yes. I was just with him this past weekend. Were you really? Yeah, I was at an event, Ocean State Nationals, and Don Wilson was the the, the, the superstar guest. Wow. So he he was right next to me the whole weekend. That is great. Yeah, the guy loves to talk. You give him a flip. <laughs> he loves to talk. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, he, that was that was a good one. So people are wondering, hey, you got this this great karate expert in your studio, and where does that hook up with wrestling? Not everything hooks up with wrestling on our show. Oh, right? yes, it's a variety it does show. Somehow, in the end, in this particular it case, does. it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maggie is the sister of Lee Cole, who's been on the show, and mm-hmm. the uh, sister of Tom Cole, who uh, recently. I guess his anniversary, two-year anniversary of yeah. his uh, passing yeah. was just in February, right? February 12th. Uh, Tom is most well-known for uh, working in the WWE and was part of something called the uh, Ring Boy Scandals. Um, one of the major black eyes in professional wrestling. Oh, yeah. yep. Um, yep. But, again, nothing out of the normality of life, as you discussed the... You know, I'm not saying Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, but we will have to be very careful of what goes on way before social media and way after. But anyway, um, we want to kind of get into it with you, right? Because we've we've heard your brother's uh, comments. Uh, he's been on the show twice. We find it's very important that people get to speak out their opinions and uh, have a great dialogue. Lee, we consider a very close friend of the show. He's a good man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Lee felt that you being in the studio uh, would give a different insight uh, because we've discussed that, you know, Lee has a, a – I don't want to use the word sketchy, but he has a, a troubled background and uh, people tend not to believe people who maybe run off the straight and narrow. So you can't find anybody more straight and narrow than yourself, right? So uh, tell us about your relationship with your two brothers. My older brother Lee, you know, we're, you know, uh, you know, we've we've got our differences. I mean, I have my the way I live my life. He lives his life the way he lives his life. I mean, but he is my brother. Um, my brother Tommy and I, we were very close. I mean, that's my baby brother, and mm. uh, we mm. were very close. And I watched him suffer for a long time at the end, towards the end of his life. Uh, you know, it was traumatic, and 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 it was just catastrophic how his life ended. Um, you know, we, we came from a background that was very, we were poverty stricken. And there were, there were, of course, my mom, she was, you know, she was an alcoholic. She was drunk most of the time or high on drugs. And, uh, you know, uh, it was very hard growing up in that, in that environment. And in that environment, you know, there are times when, not times, most times, that we don't have any parents there. Sure. We're just at free will. And I will say this. I don't want to say, I don't want to name any groups because this is not a group thing mm-hmm. as far as whether it's this group of people or that group of people. These are people in the world that they're predators. And they look for people who were growing up like us. You know, we're from a broken family. We're, we're just teenagers running around on the street, you know, hungry, just trying to find a way to survive. It's survival. And you'll find people who are very good at honing in on that and taking advantage. Uh, I will just say this. I work with children, and I would never and will never, ever tolerate anyone in my circle being anything like that. I mean, that person, I mean, I do such a screening, but if that anything ever happened like that, I, I, yeah, it wouldn't be good for that person. Um, you know, a lot of people want to say it's, it, you know, blame it, WWF, WWE, or this one, that one. I mean, these are people that were allowed to work for an organization and, uh, things happened and, uh, you know, you think if you give somebody a little bit of money and you think if you you think if you just say this or, you know, that, that it's going to solve the problem, solve the issue or the damage that it's done to the children. No, it's not. Right. It's not. No. And yeah. my t- three siblings are actually living proof of that. Uh, I had my three siblings pass away and um, it, it was due to the way we grew up and people who were predators. This is a really big problem in the world today. And, you know, it, it's really easy, I guess, to look away and, and blame someone and put the blame and just, you know, or say it didn't happen. Oh, this didn't happen. They're liars. 
no one's going to lie and say that they went through something so catastrophic or so terrible because they're lying. I mean, you know, the, the, this is truth. I know what happened to my brother Tommy. I know what he went through. And uh, the people that hurt him know who they are. And they're, they have to look at themselves in the mirror. Or, you know, they have to live their life out knowing, you know, what happened and, and what didn't happen. And uh, I just want to set the record straight that, you know, this is, a pen, this is, this is all over the world. This is, this is something that I find that people of power, they take advantage and take what they want. You know, it's almost as if these people use the li- their life like a chessboard and they just move around the, 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 uh, they just move around the parts on the board. As Sounds they, like manipulation. Yeah. But mm. to fulfill their needs and it's disgusting. And it's at a point now that when I hear people, you know, you know, having these conversations, it didn't happen. It did happen. How could this person say this? And I'm not just talking about the situation with my brother, Tommy, I'm talking about all situations. Mm. You know, if a, if a woman comes, comes forward and says that something happened to her, you know, from a, by, from a boss, a boss, you know, spoke to her or touched her in a, in a way or vice versa. It could be a woman to a man. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be uh, just men doing it to women. It's vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, why is there an argument there? You know, why is there an argument there? You know, let's just, you know, talk about it and try to solve the problem. Why is this happening? You know, because this damage, it doesn't go away. You know, we can go to therapy and we can work it out. And we can, you know, have all these different types of trauma treatments, but this stuff doesn't go away. It lives with us. And those of us who work it out, we go to therapy, we do what we have to do to be the better us. We, we have a better chance, but not everybody has that opportunity. You know, not everybody can afford to go to therapy. Not everybody can, aff- you know, or can be so deeply damaged that that trauma is just too much to even look at. And uh, my brother Tommy did have a brain tumor, an undiagnosed brain tumor. And um, his his behavior before he passed away, you know, he was very sad. He was very depressed. It, I would spend hours and hours running back and forth and hours on the phone with him. And, you know, he was a good guy. He was a fabulous dad. And he loved his kids more than life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to say anything less about him is, is just not okay. Um. The big, pro- the big thing here is that people need to be held accountable and they need to, to, be, to be prosecuted for, for what they do. And uh, this blame game or going back and forth or putting someone that has been treated in, in such a manner, you know, through hell in the court system as if they have to go through it a second time, is, it's not okay. It's just simply not okay. And I've made a promise to my brothers and sisters before my brother Tommy passed, he, he had me promise him, you know, tell my story and be fierce. And it's not all about the wrestling, you know, organization. It's about his life mm. and the way he lived and the way he was taken advantage of because of the way we were failed by the foster care system mm-hmm. and by, you know, the, the, the ACS so it, it, it's much deeper. So I know my brother Lee has a really, he's really angry with that particular organization. And that's, that's, that's for him. You know, that's, that's his right to feel what he wants to feel. He was there more than I was there. You know, I mean, so I, who are we to tell him how to feel? Mm-hmm. Well, can I, can I ask you, what was the story that, Tom told you about what happened. Uh, was Tom sharing with you? Was he able to right. speak to you when these things were happening to him? Did he, you know, or, you or even afterwards? The, what what I mean, was his you know, side of the story? While it was happening, you know, uh, I'm, for for him it was very embarrassing. You know, so uh, 
Yeah, it was very embarrassing. So he wasn't as forthcoming. I'm his big sister, you know? He wasn't as forthcoming with me. But towards the end of his life, he was. And things happened. He made decisions that he made that he wasn't the, he wasn't proud of, um, you know. And there were things that happened to him that that he found it very hard to live with, you know. Um, you know, you're talking about a young man that has uh, he has children, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as we have children, you know, and they go through their, their teenage years, there's a lot of reflection there as parents. And um, you know, he, he, he. Is this just a situation where, you know, you guys, like you said, you grew up in a broken home, and he found like he felt like he found a home within he the WWE. He loved WWF. wrestling. My right. brother loved wrestling. I mean, from when he was little with the little figures and stuff, he loved it. So for a little boy to love something and then to have the ability to be—I mean, come on—it's like right. a dream come true. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You know, I mean, let's yep. be real. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and he absolutely loved it. I remember him jumping up on the bed, going, "I'm Superfly Snooker." You know, I remember that as it, when he was little. <laughs> and I was a great fan of wrestling. I used to watch it every single Saturday religiously with friends. Nice. And um, you know, I mean. Come on, it's like, you know, you take a kid into an ice cream shop that likes ice cream, loves ice cream, he's going to be the happiest kid in the world. You know, that's just the way it is. As things got worse for Tom, though, there, what made him stay? I think, you know, it, it, I think in a lot of ways he, he was looking, it was much deeper than just the wrestling. I think okay. he was looking for a family like or maybe a possible Possibly a, a father figure, mother figure. Okay. I think he was looking for a lot of things, and um, I can't answer. You know, there. The, I can't answer why he stayed. You know, I I can say that. You know, there's a lot of people who are are abused by people and stay. But what? And people will say, "Well, why did you stay? Why did you let him do it? Or why did you let so, her do it?" So Maggie, the one the one problem I had, and maybe you could. Cl- I'm not asking for details okay but from speaking to your brother lee and from what i read um the 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 two people that are in question here right are terry garvin um and mel and mel phillips mel phillips from what speaking to your brother and then i asked him the same question and your your brother kind of went around it um Supposedly, Terry had Tom in a room and hit on Tom. Just hit on him, right? And again, man to woman, man to man, woman to woman. You're attracted to someone, understand he's underage or right without a problem. I get that. But he hits on him, and Tom thwarts off the advances and leaves, Mm -hmm. right? So understanding that he's hitting on a minor, I get that, and I'm not admonishing that but I what i'm trying to said s- the term slept in the van I'm right sorry. he slept in the van I believe but to me said. it was like okay i understand he was maybe offended or shocked and he's a wrestling fan but it seemed a little too much for him to be so upset about this are you telling me that this is more beyond that story it started with mel mel phillips okay so i mean yeah I mean, uh, Mel Phillips used to come pick up my brother in a suit and uh, give my mom a little bit of money and uh, take my brother. So, I mean, yeah. And your mother, did your mother know what was going on? And I'm not blaming your mother. I'm just asking the question. No, no, I know, I know. I mean, listen. I would find it. I would find it. I would find it very hard to think that she didn't know what was going on. Right. I mean, what kind of grown man comes and picks up young boys? Yeah. Yeah. But this is where this is this is this is this is where this is where all the this is where it all begins. You know, you know what kind of child you you know that's a broken home. You know these people don't have parents that are. I mean, my mother was far from a perfect mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, far from it. And her and I never saw eye to eye. Uh, and, um, yeah. 
Was she basically just happy to have somebody handing her some money? It's a sad thing, but yes. Yeah, that's how it feels from what you're saying. And these people mm. know that. You know, <sighs> these predators know yeah, who they can predator. go to. Yeah. And that's why they call yeah. it predatory. Mm. Um, yeah, and, you know, mm. I don't know who's going to be watching this tonight or who's going to see this in the future, but, uh, you know, that's why my three siblings aren't here today. Mm. You know, because of this. And uh, being brought up like this. I mean, we were all taken... In 1972 or 73, we were all taken back. We were taken away by the force care system, and but then we were returned. So, uh, you know, the force care system was a story in itself. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't there's know what been, else. Uh, there's been pictures of the family uh, at WrestleMania. You know, uh, do you guys, uh, did you guys feel like that might have been a mistake to uh, go along with that when... They were brought to WrestleMania, gratuity, blah, blah, blah. Was that You know, uh, like I have to say, I have to say during that time, mm-hmm. I was tr- trying to keep my head above the water. I hear you. You know, and I, I was in you. school. I, I was, you know, working out, you know, trying to become yeah. a champion. Sure. And um, I won't say I was estranged from the family, but I, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've seen lately is news to me. Okay. I had no idea my family sat outside picketing that WWF. I had no idea that even took place. Wow. And, you know, so a lot of this, you know, I was like, wow. So um, there was a time that I did go to the headquarters with my brother, Tommy. Okay. And he asked me to, to be there for him. And he's my little brother. I was always there for him. Right. Um, I didn't know the full story, you know, but... You know, I just know my little brother was hurting, and and he he wanted support, so I was there for him. Your feelings when it finally all clicked and you realized everything? You know, towards the end of his life, you know, he told me some things, and uh, I mean, he's my little brother. My heart broke for him, you know? Uh, So we all, we recently in the news, we know that the WWE merged with Endeavor and this has become a billion dollar company. At the head of this snake for this conversation is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm-hmm. Do you blame Vince McMahon for what happened to your brother? I will say this. If I were in a position in an organization and something like that happened, those people would never step foot and would never have anything to do with my organization again. And I would prosecute them to the fullest. That's, that's, that's just what I would do. How about the other superstars that were very, very uh, popular at the time when things like this were happening, like a Bruno Sammartino or a superstar Billy Graham, because the rumors have swirled for years that they were aware of what was going on here. Do you feel like they should have somebody who had some push with Vince McMahon, some pull, should have said something to to tell Vince what you basically just said, would get rid of these, these this vermin? Should Bruno or, Bill, or Billy Graham have said something? I think anyone that knew anything should have said something. Anyone. I'm not going to sit here and say who knew what because I don't know. I wasn't right. there. Right. But I will say if if it were me, I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, yeah, you should have said something. I mean, it's not okay. You know, and it's not okay to go and take these young children from broken homes and it, I'm not saying just, I'm not talking about the WWE, WWF, whatever it is hmm. right now. I'm talking about any organization, any musician, for you to go into these rural areas and perform, like let's say in Poughkeepsie at that center, and for you to, to go around and take these young children at the age of 12 and 13 and take them into your world and uh, do anything to them. That's a criminal. And, and, and for you to think, for, for anyone to think that's okay, you're just using these children as pawns. You're using them to your enjoyment as if they're not even people. They're just objects. And let's stop yeah. acting like this doesn't happen. It's happening every single day. And it's not just one organization. This is what's happening. 
And people don't want to look at it. They don't want to believe that. It's, you know, we want to turn away and pretend it's a beautiful world. But it's not. And no. when you watch people kill themselves because of it, it, it it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. Do you feel that that was the reason why your brother... I think my brother's brain tumor definitely, definitely had a lot to do with his inability to make rash decisions, but this stuff certainly did not help make his life any easier. Right. Do you think, do you think at some point, um, that the conversation should just end? I mean, it certainly ended poorly, um, big issues. Do you think Lee should should let it go or do you think he should continue on this fight and how long should this fight go on for right mm. until the passing of vince mcmahon <coughs> Excuse i mean me. i think the problem <coughs> is much bigger than him i think this this problem stems from you know this problem stems from from a much bigger much bigger than than just it's this is not this is not something one man made happen right he's not that powerful Hmm. Agreed. You know, this yeah. happened because there were people who that are mentally ill and have issues or they're they have whatever it is. They, you know, they're predators and they were just in a position where they could take advantage of their power. So I don't believe one man has he is to blame for all of this. No, but. I will say, if it were me and my organization, these people would have never, ever stepped foot back on the premises, ever. And that goes from the, the two gentlemen you mentioned to anyone else involved. Which, by the way, I believe that they worked, Terry Garvin was terminated, and I don't believe that Mel Phillips was actual employee, right? He was an assistant in some of the arenas. And again, I'm not defending it. But I do think what you're at, your call for action did happen. Um, but like you said, this is this is a problem that's gone on before I've been around, before exactly. you've been around, and it continues to go on. What do you think we could do as a nation to, to, to try to put a stop as to this? As a nation, people need to be held accountable. And there has to be some type of rigorous punishment. Um, Those two guys should have rotted in jail. They shouldn't have been walking. They, the they should have rotted. Why yeah. did they walk around and and, have, and die in their homes? I have that, no that, idea. That is that is a so legitimate that's, point. That's the, that's the problem yeah. right there. Yep. Why yep. were they? You know, they should have been put in jail. Yep. Or put yep. in in a cage for twenty three hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um. Yep. You know, people knew they were guilty of it, and um. You know, like any other, there are so many other people like this in the world. Why are they free on the street? They would have been very popular in jail too for what they did. So yeah, that's where they belonged. You know, I, I just, agree. it's unfortunate when you're a powerful person mm. and you're a head of an organization or a company, it's always your fault because you are in charge of that organization. You are the figurehead. But then it's like the president, right? If somebody's the president of a company, you're the fault of it. These people are under you, right? What, a, but to, to the parents have some sort of, uh... the parents are. Absolutely, one hundred and ten percent accountable. We are, they are we are sexualizing yes. our young children on TV on a oh regular basis God. in commercials. Oh this, is, this is this is this is this is the big problem. So now we're sexualizing our children on TV. Women are being sexualized in the ring of of any type of sports. Uh, why are women wearing wearing coach? Why are you wearing a short shirt with your cleavage showing? Why are you wearing short, short shorts? Um, why, why do some parents tell the, their children that it's cute to, to look like that mm. out on the street? No, it, it, you're sexualizing. And, and the TV sexualizes young boys and girls. And, you know, you're con contributing to the problem. You're feeding the problem. Absolutely, 100%. Mm. But I will say this. Parents, we're responsible for our children. Okay, so you can't take a a bad parent can't blame someone else for where you fell short and for what you did or did not do for your child. 
I just want to read this from BS Express. I'm, uh, I want you to weigh in on it. He says, I think McMahon knew what was going on a lot more than Joe Paterno did when he was at Penn State. Just my opinion. McMahon got a pass and Joe P's legacy was tarnished. I, I can see somebody saying that, feeling that way. I could. I could. Interesting. I mean, I'm not agreeing with it, but I can understand, you know, I'm not disagreeing with it either. I'm pondering it. Maggie, very, very intelligent conversation you you you, you're you're 100% correct in everything you're saying I agree I think there's a lot in this particular situation there seems to be a a Mm. plethora of people that are culpable towards the demise of your your brother um put aside his medical condition um I don't really know what else to say. I think it's important that we keep drudging this stuff up until people get it because I think uh, people who have fame and fortune seem to get more of a pass than the normal human being, nor that neither one should. What is that, idol worship? How did they get away with that? What do you think? Uh, Their connections. Okay. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, I can see that. Connections, money. I mean, it's not even the money. It's the connections. Obviously, so many negative things have come from this. Because you can have somebody, you can have someone that just, you know, it does a fraction of a crime. And if they're if if they're just, you know, the average Joe Schmo in the oh, world. Oh, they're going away. They're going yeah. to jail. Oh, sure. I'm sure they are. Yeah. And then you can have, I mean, come on. Well, it, it's all out there. Some of the crimes that have been committed in, and, and these people are walking around like they never, you know. Come on. It obviously affected your life. It obviously affected your family. Well, see, that's Uh, the thing, people, that's the thing I want to say. This greatly affected my family in so many ways. And it it really upsets me to hear people talk about it and and people to make their comments as if my brother Tommy was like, you know, a bad person. Right. Right. He was a kid He's that loved a kid. wrestling. He's just mm. a kid. He wanted to watch. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and he was given a promise. Right. And things happened. Yeah. And uh, it's just a really, really sad freaking story. It is. And it ended it even is. sadder. In the position you are in, in the company that you're running and everything else, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't think that you were somewhat tainted considering the situation. Now, you're around younger children and you're helping them and all that are you very weary and very concerned or maybe even jump the gun in some cases being that you know i am very intuitive and i have a radar i call it a gift okay and i could i could see it a mile away that is a gift and uh if i ever feel something it's addressed there you go i don't i don't say well maybe i'm just reading into it no it's addressed what positives? Wait, I, I, I don't want to let that one go. I want to add, because we're almost out of time. And that's, okay. You address that, right? Absolutely. I'd I'm assuming you I'd rather be wrong. How does a person react not. to you address? So I'm one of your instructors. I don't know what the situation, but just call it, I'm one of your workers and I'm a man. And you have this intuition that something isn't right with me and you, you approach me. What is the reaction of this person to you? Well, I'll tell you now that um, I don't have that problem because I don't hire people. I make them myself. Right. If I did, if I did, like, let's just say it, I did. I don't put myself in that position to have that issue. But if I did. Well, let's, let's say you said you addressed it with someone. So forget about a worker then. Okay. It could be a parent. I don't know. Right. Okay. How does yeah. that conversation go? It's never an easy conversation, but I. I wouldn't sleep at night if I didn't have it. So I'd rather be wrong than not say something. Mm. I'd rather be wrong. Rather I'd rather sorry. hate. I'd rather have you hate me yeah, than not sorry. make sure. I got to tell you, that's a ballsy conversation for you it to is. have. But you know, I don't what? even know. That's why I'm here. So I don't even know how I would react if someone approached me with that because you felt something about me and you said that. I, I I don't think I could control myself. Really? Even if I was. Huh. Guilty or not guilty, that doesn't matter. Point is, I, and that's you know a what? shocking Nine times conversation. Out of 10, it's, it, it doesn't mean it's the parent. Yeah, you know? sure. Right, I got gotcha. you. I mean, right. but if I, I've had concerns and I've uh, spoken with parents and they're very grateful for it. You know, I mean, you know, I know the signs. How, how can, 
You know, that's the problem with society. We, we ignore it. Yeah. We, we don't want to say anything. Right. We want to pretend or we're too afraid. But that's a, that's a life. That's a child's life that yeah. can affect so many other lives yeah. because of their, Good you know, stuff. All right, let's promote your organization again. Where can people come to the School of Maggie and learn the high level of karate? <laughs> it's actually Taekwondo, Shotokan Karate, but uh, take hold, tkd.com, and Albertson, New York. Our phone number is 516-739-7699, and you can call and get a free trial class. I want to thank you for being so candid in this interview. I really appreciate it. Farrell, final question before we go? Yeah. You just said Taeko. I thought it was Taekwondo. Is it Taekwondo? It's Taekwondo. Ta- Do you believe this? This Ta- whole my whole Ta- life Ta- I've been going Taekwondo. Wait a minute. Wait, no, hold on it's a, a second. It's a common mistake. People I thought I thought you named it Taeko. 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 So that's Taekwondo Cole. It's not Taekwondo. It's properly pronounced Taekwondo. Very interesting. Is that your question? That was my question. All right. Well, I've been mispronouncing it for fifty-five years. Oh, I gave away my age. Maggie, fantastic interview. Um, Again, we love Lee. Lee, if you're out there, thank you for introducing us to Maggie. Fantastic lady. Uh, Prayers to your brother, Tom. No human being should ever have to go through that. Um, There should not be a chicken hawk out there that does something like that. And like I said, there's a lot of people responsible for this. And maybe... Maybe with this interview alone, some people start to be more aware. Oh, there'll be plenty of eyes watching this. Don't you worry. The message will get out there. Pharaoh? You've been watching Monty and the Pharaoh. And until next week, later.